welcome to the Goes and Girls podcast. Goes and Girls is an online book club for women which aims to empower and inspire women through the lessons we learn reading non-fiction books. Welcome to episode six of the Goes and Girls podcast. This week is a little bit different, but I'm very, very excited to welcome a very special guest of mine. Uh, She's a woman who I have learned everything from. Uh, She's my favorite woman on the planet. She's an incredible role model. Uh, She's always been there for me. She's always cheerleaded me from the sidelines. She's always helped and encouraged me to achieve my dreams. And so in honour of a big birthday that she has celebrated this week, I'd like to welcome onto the podcast my mum. So, mum, thanks for coming on my podcast. Thanks for asking me. Um, I decided to have mum on the podcast, A, because she's my mum, and B, because mum is celebrating a big birthday. Yeah. Are you allowed to say that? And uh, I've been spending some time with her at her house in the Midlands and we've been talking about lots of books and talking about lots of things about books and goes and girls and all of that. So I thought, hey, you can be on my podcast. Mm, lucky me. So, um, Mum, let's talk about your own journey with reading. So if you start from like when you were really little like what were the first books that you started to read if you can remember (laughs) well it's that long ago that (coughs) I can't really remember I remember reading Janet and John books at school um that was how we learnt to read in those days are they like Topsy and Tip they were they were stories (laughs) of yeah they were stories of Janet and John basically um, and uh, I've always had a, a love for reading. Um, I think that's probably where you get it from. Books have always been a big part of my life. Um, I've always really read um, fiction books until uh, you introduced me to non-fiction. So when you were little, or when you were sort of, um, when you were in your teens or in your sort of early 20s, did you still just read fiction books or were there not really... What was sort of non-fiction books like then? Or was it not really widely... Um, I suppose they were there, but it, I was never really sort of introduced to them or drawn to them. Um, I mean, progressing on from childhood books, I read a lot of Enid Blyton, The Famous Five, yeah. What Katie Did, What Katie Did Next, all those sort of books, some of which I think you've now got that yeah. were mine. Um, and then um, I read a lot of, um, I never went down the Mills and Boone route, but I read a lot of (laughs) romantic novels, shall we say, in my early 20s, Um, and uh, always, always had a book on the go. Um, So Nanny and Grandad never had, or Nanny, she never really read any non-fiction herself, she never sort of had any books like that at home? No, I mean, Grandad, Grandad was a great reader, and Mm -hmm. he read lots of factual books about history and the war and Churchill and all of that he Mm. was very um he also read a lot of uh, um, manuals and um, books for his job um uh, engineering books and 
things like that, as well as fiction, but, but Grandad was the avid reader of non-fiction books in the family when I was growing up. Yeah. Then was there ever a period in your life where you didn't read at all, or, or would you say you've always no, read? No, I've always, I've always had a book, as I would say, on the bedside sort of table of a night, and mm. I would always read a few pages. Obviously, um, I used to travel up to London every day when I left school, um, did a lot of reading on the train then. You sent me an hour and a half each way, so did a lot of reading then. Um, and then obviously, you know, you progress, you get married, and you don't quite have so much time to yourself. And then mm. you and Adam came along, mm. um, even less time. And then you know, sit and read books with, with or to both of you. Mm. Um, but I've always, always had a book on mm. my bedside. I always remember when we were kids that. We would always obviously have a story before bedtime. Mm. But I always remember in our house, it was always like you'd go to bed, say, at 8.30, and you'd read for 15 minutes. Like Everybody always had a bedside lamp. Everybody always had a bedside table with a book on. We, As a family, I think all of us did it yeah, all the we time. Yeah, we all did it. I mean, there was, you know, we always had a, a you know a bookshelf with, with books on. Um, some of them were um, reference books. Um, I know nowadays that, you know, you don't have... The Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Um, but there was a few of those knocking around when you were mm. growing up. Um, and, uh, yeah, books have always been a big part of, of the family life. And and not just, you know, the four of us, but, you know, um, your uncles and your aunts and mm. cousins. And book, books are very, very important. You mm. can learn so much from them. You can use them as a means of escape. You can, you know, educate yourself. You can learn new hobbies, mm. you can learn about the world, I know it's all available on the uh, on the internet now, but, but to sit in somewhere quiet and read a book mm. is, uh, is priceless really. Mm. So how would you say thinking more about non-fiction books now, oh, and fiction books if there's any books because I think I think there is there are some books like we were saying the other day like about the monk who sold his Ferrari that are actually a fiction book but mm. you get a lot of learnings from it mm. in a non-fiction way. So how would you say reading has helped you develop? Um, the monk who sold his Ferrari was the first non-fiction, as you've just said, slash fiction book. Yeah. Um, of that genre that I read and it was absolutely riveting um, and very thought-provoking and very much a way that you could look at you know leading living your own life um, mm -hmm. and um, then you and I obviously went to our first Ignite show yeah um, the Hay House Ignite. The Hay House Ignite mm -hmm. in London. And um, there were lots and lots and lots of speakers there. Um, and the one person that made a huge impact on me was was Mel Wells. Mm. Um, and then obviously I went on to read The Goddess Revolution. Mm. Um, all... You didn't just read it. No, no. You didn't. You didn't talk to me for about three hours on the way home. All you did was read that book and was like, "Daddy, you've got to read this. It's amazing." With your highlighter. I know. Never forget I, that. I ended up buying two copies. I've got one copy that's got lots of highlights all over it. 
that I will pick up and I will sort of flick through and mm. read some of the highlighted passages. Um, and I've got a copy that um, I've actually lent to my niece and she's now gone out and bought a copy. Because the way that Mel, um, the journey that Mel went on, um, some of it was a journey that I needed to go on. Yeah. Um, and she was, it was a, a light bulb moment listening. Well, actually, going to the whole event was a light bulb moment. Yeah. But Mel very much stood in my um, mind and memory of yeah. of something that was a, wow, yeah, I get it moment. Yeah. Do you think that with books, when you pick a new book out, do you think you're drawn to pick them for a reason? Or, like, with The Goddess Revolution, you obviously read it at a time mm. when you mm. felt you needed to read mm. it. Mm. Do you think there's a reason why you were called to read that book at that time? Or or do you just think that you enjoyed it more because you were going through that at the time? I think it was, um, you know, a, a, a going to, to Ignite was something I'd never, I would never have done had you and you not you and I not gone together yeah I think initially you were probably a bit uncomfortable when we arrived because you thought well I didn't really know what to expect (laughs) yeah you know I didn't really kind of 30 years older than you and 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 self self self-help and all of that wasn't really something when I was growing up or I was it maybe it was there but it was never Mm. something that was hugely spoken about in the family Mm. um it was you know it wasn't quite a buckles and brace come on get on with it brush yourself off and that kind of mm. attitude. Mm. Um, I was, you know, I was always lucky. I could always talk to both my parents mm. and whatever. I had a big, I've always had a big family support network. But I think it was one of those, yes, I was probably not as enthusiastic about going initially as you were. Yeah. But I went with you and I, I just got so much out of it, listening yeah. to all the speakers. Um, and um, I can't wait to read Mel's second book. Yeah. Um, I know the journey that I've been on. Um, the book did help me, um, and this last particular this year in particular, I've done a lot of trying to um, give myself some self help and trying to find help. Yeah. Um, have had have had a counselling session, which, alongside, what I learnt from going to ignite and particularly mel Mm. um has actually made a huge impact on my life and and sorted out an awful lot of things Mm. so when you think of um nanny and some of the difficulties that nanny went through with her mental health do you think that because because i sometimes think oh in a way it's such a shame that this whole non-fiction thing that's that's a that seems to be emerging now where people are reading more non-fiction books I kind of feel like it would be it would have been so great had those books been around for Nanny I think her do you think her journey with her own mental health could have been slightly different had she had access to or had it have been sort of accepted to sit and read that kind of book or I mean, I don't know that it wasn't accepted. I just don't think it was something that was widely spoken about. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, Nanny um, did suffer from depression, um, which was she she managed very well. I mean, later in life with other health issues that she had. Mm. I don't think that that generation 
Um, I mean, you know, Nanny was was born in uh, in 1934. Yeah. I don't think that sort of generation would have been hugely no. um, the sort of people that would have picked these books off the yeah. shelf. I guess then, though, it's because their lifestyle was, you know, you, you got up, you got your kids ready for school, you went off to work... Or, you know, the, the the husband went off to work and the mum stayed at home and did all the cooking and the preparation. And yeah, well, you've also got to remember and... that TV wasn't such a yeah. huge part of sort of Nanny's early life, that's for sure. Mm. Um, or, in fact, probably even mine as, as it is now. I mean, it's 24-7 now. Yeah. Um, and sort of programmes and the media and obviously now, you know, the, the, the internet. There's so much more out there now. Mm. Um, I think it's... It's either something that you seek yourself and you, you go and you buy a book mm. off the shelf or you, you become introduced to it mm. with, you know, obviously podcasts such as this, really. Mm. I mean, if Nanny would never have understood a pod, what a podcast was all about. <laughs> no. Um, and I kind of think I'm lucky because yeah. you're bringing that to me. Yeah. Um, and I do listen to lots of podcasts now. Yeah. Um... And do you think that it's in general it's just that people people now talk about mental health and struggles and things way more openly than they did so say when you were at school or at college if one of your friends was going through something would you, would you all sort of sit and talk about that together or would you no was no, there ever a... not not when I was growing up no I mean you you know I'm not saying that the mental mental you know mental health has obviously always been there through the generations and I think now it's you know, you could say a lot, a lot of people suffer more because the lifestyle is so quick and it's, you know, everyone needs it, has to want everything. Mm. Um, but no, we would, yeah, I mean, you'd have, we'd have sat as girlfriends and chatted around if, you know, we'd have had a fallout with our parents or we'd have had a bust up with our boyfriend. But you would have never looked at the bigger picture if you felt like you, or you realised that you had, you know, sadly, some mental health issues. Yeah. Um, so I think now it's much, much better. Yeah. It's better because so many people feel it and so many people mm. need their own light bulb moment yeah. to think, wow, you know, mm. I can read this book. Um, you know, I'm not suggesting that you sit and read every single book. Yeah. You get out of a book what you want to get what out you of want a book. To, yeah. And whether or not you read that book from cover to cover, which is probably the best way to do it, yeah. Um, or you sort of dip in and out of it. Yeah. Did was it body positive power that you dipped in and out of? Yeah, that one I dipped in and out of. Yeah, yeah. you read that. I think the trouble is at the time I was actually going through, you know, the counselling that I had, um, and I've I I felt that I was getting for me at that time more out of the counselling than I was out of the book. Yeah. Um, and it was a case of, you know, not not really wanting to take on too much more because. You know, the counselling that I had was was for me to cover issues that I'd carried around with me for 30-plus years. Yeah, I think that is an important thing, and, and I say this quite often, is that if you are going through counselling or, you know, therapy or whatever it is, that actually re sometimes reading a non-fiction book, especially if it's related to, you know, something that's quite um, poignant for you, then it's not necessarily a good idea to read that book at that time. No, and I think I think you know yourself when when you are completely absorbed in a book. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I, you know, I do read more um, fiction books. Mm. Um, that, for me, I think, having grown up with, as we've just said, more fiction books than, than, than being aware of self-help yeah. books, um, for me, reading is a complete zone out. Yeah. I would say now, though, for you, like, when we go into a bookshop together, I tend to go to the same spot. And if, you, if you're with me, then you'll often look at those books. And there have been occasions where you've picked up and brought books that yeah. I w- have never even heard of. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's, you know, you should, you should explore. You should go in and, you know, if you've got the time, just browse around the categories, pick a book up. There's been, you know, numerous books that I've thought, wow, that, that, that would be quite good. And, yeah. you know, I've got it and bought it and it's current, they're all currently sitting on my bookshelf waiting to be read. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the nice thing is when you've got those books there and then you can just go to them when you want to, absolutely. you know. Like, you don't have to necessarily... You shouldn't put yourself right under now. any pressure to read those sort of books. No. You know, I think if, you, if you're if you drawn to them, to buy them in the first instance, um, and know that you've got them, mm. then the time to read them, it's not a, oh gosh, I must sit there and bash out this book in a week. Yeah. That's not for me, although I did read Mel's book cover to cover quite quickly. <laughs> um and possibly if I picked another one up, I probably would. But yeah. um, uh, for me, I think reading a self-help book is more about, you know, giving yourself that space, that time um, to sit and reading a self-help book. The time that I would devote to that is certainly different to the time that I can devote to reading um, a fiction book. Because mm. that's, that's as I say, that's my wind down at the end of the day, my yeah. close down um so would you say, um, I want to talk a little bit about your own self-care and your own self-care routine. Would you say that your self-care routine is very much that, you know, late in the evening, that's when you're... Um, no, not really. I mean, I do try and be... I mean, I did do a mindfulness course mm. um, and... I suppose it's a case of, you know, that hand in hand with the counselling and obviously having read a couple of books, self-help books, I am in a much better mindset now and I do I, I do every day sort of have these little kind of chats in my head with myself about, yeah. you know, this is okay and that's right and whereas before I never ever gave it any thought. Yeah. So I am more mindful about thinking about yeah. myself now. Yeah. Um and completely hugely 100% more accepting of myself now. Yeah. And that's been drawn from everything books you've done and yeah. everything else that yeah. I've done. So in terms of your like I'm somebody that if I need a bit of self-care, then I'll maybe take the morning off, have a long bath, read my book in the bath until I'm wrinkly, have a cup of tea, like, that's... For me, I know that that, like, relaxes me, or, you know, like, since I've been here, I've started to go running, and actually just being out in the open, fresh air has really made me realise that that's a really good way for me to start my day, because it just makes me feel quite happy. Is there anything that you do regularly or not so regularly I mean obviously so mum has just got a puppy (laughs) yes my little puppy so maybe he'll become part of your self-care routine but is there anything else that you that you do that you would say yeah this is me doing this for me 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I do, you know, I like, like you, I like being outside more. Mm. Um, I don't, particularly over the last sort of six months, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Mm. Um, Why is that? I don't know, I just, I, I'm not, it doesn't capture me anymore. Mm. I think that's the trouble and, and I would rather, you know, perhaps potter in the garden, um, go for a walk, um, do a hobby. Mm. Um, or you know, read a book really. Yeah. Than, than actually sit and look at a screen that's just not giving me very much. Yeah. Do you think there is that whole thing? It's interesting about TV. I think. Do you think there is, there is that whole thing where, um, that thing of what you inhale is what you exhale. So it's like what you watch on the TV can then sometimes have a negative effect on how you're feeling so like for instance we were watching that um series on netflix staircase Mm. which i just found incredibly difficult to watch because i found it just really depressing yeah and it made me feel a bit anxious yeah i mean i I, if ever i feel like i mean i know it was based on a true story and sometimes you know that sort of thing is is the best thing to watch but I suppose it depends where you are at the time. Yeah. And I, I, I quite often sit there and remind myself that this is TV that you're watching. I mean, you know, all the wildlife programmes and um, all of those are, are very sort of captivating. Yeah. But I find general stuff on the TV day to day very, very boring. I mean, I... Apart from EastEnders, we do well, love yeah, that. Well, yeah, we do have an EastEnders <laughs> moment. Um... But I, I, I also listen to a lot of audio books. Yeah. Um, you know, you can plug them in, you can go for a walk if you want some form of um, kind of entertainment while you're walking. Um, I listen to a lot of, I do listen to a lot of audio books. What, um, is that mainly fiction or non-fiction? At the moment it's still fiction. Yeah. Um, because I... I think, for, as I say, for me, it's a, it's a zone out. It's a, yeah. It doesn't particularly matter if I'm not following the story completely. Yeah. Whereas I think with a self-help book, as I said before, you want to pick it up and mm. you want to read it when you're, you know, able to concentrate on what it's, mm. what it's telling you. I heard that... Um, I just downloaded it because I haven't listened to it yet, but I've only just gotten into audiobooks, really, thanks to you and your audiobooks that you have but um i've heard that mel's goddess revolution book because she actually reads it oh good yeah it's quite good on audiobook so i've just downloaded that because whenever i hear her speak i'm like yes yeah (laughs) so um which i think is the same for for all hay house authors i think they all read their own yeah, I mean, there's Audios, a huge, which is quite nice. there's a huge amount of of those sort of books. But I mean, yeah. the, you know, I tend to have the audio book on if I'm sort of travelling in the car to work, and and I don't, I don't know. I might, I mean, maybe I should try it. I don't know that for me, at the moment, a self help book would be absorbed if I was was doing it when I was doing another yeah. task. Yeah, um, the book that I um I really didn't like reading and stopped reading, but then listened to an audio was The Secret by, I think it's by Rhonda Byrne, the non-fiction one. Not mm. that I know there's one, there's a mm. fiction book called The Secret. And I just couldn't connect with it at all when I read the book. 
I didn't, I, maybe it's the layout, I don't know, that it's quite, it's like a, um, it's almost kind of like a picture book, it's like mm. loads of diagrams and things in there, I just couldn't connect with it, but then I listened to it on audiobook, and mm. I really liked it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's sometimes the case, you know, even in the fiction world, I've tried to read a book and suddenly thought, oh, I don't know, it's a bit of a hard slog, and I mm. have then gone and got it on the audiobook, and I've, I've just been able to You've listen enjoyed to it, it. so, yeah. um, you know, that would be um, a field that I w would explore more um, in the self-help um, books is mm. listening to one on an audio book. But I, for me, I couldn't do it when I was doing something else. It would have to be, you know, I'm going to sit in the garden and I'm going to listen to concentrate, a book. Concentrate, Concentrate yeah. on the book. Yeah. Um, because so, I think you'd get more out of it that way because you concentrate when you read, don't you? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you mentioned when you read, like before bed or whatever... Can you tell us how you read? So you obviously listen to some books on Audible, on, on audiobook. Do you... How do you read? Do you like to read through Kindle or reading an actual book? I do a lot of my fiction reading on a Kindle purely because of the um, availability and I can get a whole library, I can take it around with me. Um, I find it a bit easier to read. Mm -hmm. um, for me also, the Kindle is accessible on iPod, um, iPad and on your phone. So mm. I can I can dip in and out of it, you know, if I'm, you know, if I find myself in town and I'm going to stop and have a coffee yeah. and I just want to read a few pages, um, then I can do that and I haven't got the book with me, I can pick it up on my phone. Mm. Um, Non-fiction books, I will always read a proper book. And why is that? Because it's the whole touchy-feely thing as well, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the past, all of my reading until Kindle came into our lives was always done on a... always a paperback book. Don't particularly like hardback books. Um, yeah. Hardback books are great for reference books. Mm. Um, got some lovely nature hardback books, etc., etc. But um, I would always then have stopped at, you know, at the train station on my way home in Smiths or wherever we were pick up a book to read on my journey home mm. whereas now the kindle will give you the total flexibility yeah um i do have a bookshelf i do yeah. have books on my bookshelf um because they are nice things to have yeah well so you're a fellow book highlighter i am yes yes <laughs> i have to buy two copies if i'm going to highlight it um and that's it's a great way of of remembering um bits that really um resonate with you when yeah. you read them so when you read books either non-fiction or fiction what do you love about books and what do you not love about books i like the journey that a book will take you on i like the story um i like the way that a book can captivate you mm. and it can make you just take time out yeah and what about your dislikes? Is there is there a genre that you don't like or is there a type of book you don't like? Or even, you know, I was talking to Lola the other day about I, I'm i not a fan of books that uh, have the picture of the author on the front cover. I don't know why, I just find it a bit cheesy, but I will still read it. Uh, is there anything about books that you, that you dislike, whether that's a genre or... Not really, I just think it depends what you're in the mood for. I mean, yeah. if I'm going to go and buy a book or I'm going to go to the library, I've always been an avid library 
um, member. Um, initially, I suppose, it's the cover. So, you, yeah, I was just going to say that. Would you would you judge a book by its cover? No, no, I wouldn't, because there's been many books that I've picked up and thought, oh, and then I've read it and thought, yeah. oh, no, I'm not going to read yeah. that. But it, it, you are drawn naturally you to the cover. You are drawn naturally to it. I mean, you know, obviously I've got a couple of favourite uh, fiction authors um, that I would read every single book mm. and wait for the next one to come out. Yeah, who can you can you tell us who some of those people yeah, are? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, really am a huge fan of Peter James. Yeah, I his books are actually very good. I like his yeah. books. Yeah, I mean, I was introduced to crime and thrillers, something that in my youth I would never have read. Yeah. Um, but um, I love the story. I love the way that the story weaves through every novel. Having lived in um, Brighton and Sussex, where the books are based... Yeah. It's it's an added bonus because I know where they're talking about. Yeah. Um, What's the first one called? Dead Simple, I think. I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, I've got them... I've got them all on my Kindle, but I'm now avidly scrolling through all the charity shops to get every single one of them back on paperback. Yeah. Um, they're nice to have. They are books. nice to have. Like the Harry Potter books. Yeah, like the Harry Potter books. And... I think, you know, I love I love going into libraries. I love it going into a bookshop. Lovely if the bookshop's got a coffee cafe there as well. Yeah. Um, even if you just want to browse through the books, there are there are so many. I mean, we went to the London Book Fair and I was absolutely amazed yeah. at the number of books and I'm sure that was just a fraction yeah. of what there is out it's there. It's amazing, isn't it, when you go to somewhere like the London Book Fair and you see that amount of books in a in a confined space I guess and the the smell of all of those books together is amazing but also it makes you realize like they're just concentrating on the books of this year absolutely it's it's crazy how many books there are it is is it is crazy and and it's it books are are you know it's a I suppose it's a bit like if someone loves buying shoes I like buying books. I just yeah. like to have them around me. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, the intention obviously is to read them all, but there's no, there's no time scale, there's no pressure, there's yeah. no rush. They're just always there. It's a bit like that, you know, comfy, cosy cardigan that you come home and you put yeah. on. It gives you that warm feeling. Yeah. And that's certainly what books do for me. And, yeah. Um, and I know that they definitely do that for you because definitely you've, you've always, always had a. We, when you were young, we couldn't get enough books in for you to read. You were just wanted books. <laughs> like Matilda. <laughs> like Matilda. Books and soft teddy bears. Yeah. Can you tell us what you're currently reading? Um, I'm currently reading um, a book by Sheila O'Flanagan called What Happened That Night. Uh, it's my first book by her, and um, I've only really just started it, but um, I'm enjoying it. I was drawn to it, um, bought it on my Kindle, um just seemed like a you know a really the reviews on the book were good I do tend to look at the reviews quite a lot mm. especially when I'm thinking about you know reading a different author nice and what um as you've just started reading this one what books have you read recently um I've obviously read um all of the book number 13 um Peter James uh Need You Dead um, waiting to get his recent book, number 14. Um, I've also read um, Geoffrey Archer's The Clifton Chronicles. There's seven books in that whole um, 
a collection and they were really good really really enjoyed reading Geoffrey Archer again when I read the first one it was he was a new author I'd never tried him is that uh, like a thriller crime thriller um, a little bit like that it's a story of the of the Clifton family and right. it spans generations but I, I suppose it's a bit like um, the Roy Grace books the story continues oh um, okay throughout so uh, the same was you know the same was with that one um, and I also read um, Jodie Picoult The Pact um, I found that quite depressing actually Mm. Um, never read any of her Jodie books Peacock's before. books are quite depressing. Well, they're thought provoking. Yeah, they? yeah, yeah. The stories are very. Um, they're important things that come across in them. I think. Yeah, definitely. they are. But I'd um, quite someone recommended that I you know read one of her books. You know, and I think that's the thing to do. I I also never give up reading a book. I will always finish a book. Don't you? I, I never know that. give up. No, I never give up on a book. Oh, I do. Because I've I I've read books and in the beginning I thought, mm, I don't really know about this, um, and I've kept going and it's become really good, and I think that's what in challenges me with a book to think actually no I'm going to carry on because it may get better. Sometimes it doesn't. Do you ever get to the end of a book and think, oh? That was just awful. Why did I even read that? No, I don't because it's just an experience, isn't it? You know, yeah. there there were there were good and bad things in in the book, but whether or not uh, you know, I would look at reading another book from that author would be a different thing. I, you yeah. know, I, I think I mean I used to read um loads of Danielle Steele when I was younger and and you almost become blinkered mm. to other authors, but there are such a lot of great authors out there. Mm. Um, you know, predominantly for me, as I know, you know, I've read a lot more fiction books, but the same would go for, for you know, the, the non-fiction books. Yeah. And you should just try them because, for me, every book's a journey. And, and that journey yeah. can either be, you know, a great journey or it can be one that I perhaps wouldn't want to revisit. Yeah, and I think that's what's good about a recommendation sometimes is that it may be something that you would bypass or you Absolutely. wouldn't necessarily pick up, but actually it could be something that you either really, really enjoy as a fiction-based book or yeah. that you really get something out of as a non-fiction book. That's yeah. what I like about a book is that you, on that first page, it's like, what what's what's going to happen like what's coming in this book yeah it's very difficult when you read the you know the, the the book description to know whether or not I mean I like a you know I like reading books that are based in Cornwall because I know a lot about Cornwall yeah um my escapism books because I can almost transport myself there yeah I do like those kind of books um you know and and play you know like Italy and anywhere you know they 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 they're just stories really yeah. but but I think you know, there's a place for stories in everybody's life, um, no matter whether you you are more of a non-fiction reader. Oh, Much yeah. like me, you know, you've introduced me more to non-fiction, um, and it's an area that I'm now starting to dip my toes in. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think whichever genre you, pr you predominantly read, have a go at the other mm. one, because you'll be surprised where it will take you. Yeah. Wise words. <laughs> um, so my last question, which is the same question for everyone, is if you could give one book, I know what you're going to say, <laughs> if you could give one book to every woman on the planet, what book would it be? It would be The Goddess Revolution. I knew you were going to say that. Because women have a hard time in their lives. Yeah. Maybe not all the time, but certainly at moments in their life. 
and there are so many things in there as a woman whether it be you know whatever whether you you know whether you've whatever issue it is that you've got in your mind yeah I, yeah every woman has got that in their mind and yeah. that book makes you realize that yeah and a woman has a tough time you should never doubt yourself you should always love yourself you should always respect yourself and it doesn't matter what shape or size you are yeah you or you, really or what you've been through i think that's the other thing about that book absolutely mm. because it you you know it's like it, it was just just read it everybody should read it it's a light bulb moment girls and it will go bing and then you'll be giving copies to all your friends yeah it's a great Brilliant. book and i can't wait to read the next one yeah hungry for more it's called definitely i am hungry for more mel <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom! Thanks, babes! <laughs>